Hi everyone, my name is Cynthia Lynette Lau. I'm 25 years old. You're Miss Earth Cuba 2021. And this is my interview with The Pageant Project. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. I don't even know anymore. Welcome to <laughs> another interview with the Pageant Project. My very special guest for today is Cynthia Lynette Lau, who is Miss Earth Cuba 2021. Cynthia, welcome to the show. Adrian, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. <laughs> how, first question has to be, how have you been dealing with, we talked about a little bit about this before we went live, but we have you been dealing with the Miss Earth mania? I mean, it goes on for a while. You guys have some weird wake-up times. How are you managing with all of this? You know, I think it's it's been a challenge, but also so good because I've always been an early racer. So it gets me really excited. And because I'm so organized and, and like to be prepared and have ample time, I'm on by 7 a.m. if we start at 8. And I'll be up by like 4.30, 5 a.m. So the, those early wake-up times are not the funnest. But, you know, I if you want to be prepared and you want to be on, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> so you are an early morning person. I am. You are super organized. Um, <laughs> do you have any personality flaws in? Because I'm beginning to hate you already. You sound like the <laughs> perfect person. I'm super organized. I'm a morning person. It's like, ugh. okay. Uh, no. Any personality flaws <laughs> or quirks? There must be I some. Do, I have, you know, I have this thing ever since I was little. I... So I have a way that I like things to be placed and organized and you can't like move them from that specific like location. Like don't turn it right. Don't turn it left. If I have it like front facing, leave it like that. I'm very much like that. That's a huge quirk I have. And like my mom was always like 50, it doesn't matter. You know, she would always argue with me when I was younger. Um, but I, I like to have it how I have it because, you know, it just makes me it makes me happy to have it like that. So that's something that's a, that's a fun quirk. And yeah, I do. I'm a perfectionist and everything that I do, I'm very hard on myself. And I think that could be both a good thing and a bad thing. Depends how you see it. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely a perfectionist and that's a secret quirk that I actually just told you. <laughs> it's not so secret anymore. Um, no. <laughs> can you give, can you give the people watching a specific example of the, like the compulsion to have things a certain way? Okay, so watch, like, say I make my bed a certain way, because I do, and say my boyfriend comes in back and, like, moves the sheet a little, I'll, like, I'll immediately know, and I'll go back and I'll fix it my way and leave it, and I'll tell him not to do it, and I'm like, no, leave it like that, and he's like, it doesn't matter, it's a bit, I'm like, no, leave it, <laughs> that's a great example. <laughs> okay, as I told you, it's 7 a.m. here, I made my bed about an hour ago, I'm sure so I've done it wrong. That. So for the uneducated of us, can you please explain to us the perfect way, the Cynthia way of doing your bed? How do we, how do we have to do our bed? It's simple. You know, I love a comfy bed with something that's like a cloud bed where I have like, I have like the flat sheet and then I have a big, big comforter because I like to like kind of just wrap myself and feel like I'm falling into a bed of like into a pile of clouds as best as I can. So definitely the comforter has to be as straight as possible. The flat sheet too, straightened and tucked under you know, under the, the mattress. 
And then I have like a lot of pillows. I have like the big pillows, medium sized pillows, smaller pillows, and then the decorative front pillow. So it's like a process. So as long as everything's tucked in and organized <laughs> and the pillows are right, I'm happy and ready to go. <laughs> There's no room left on the bed for you. It sounds like your entire bed is just covered with pillows and comforters. Hey, I prom I will send you, you know what? I'm gonna send you a picture of my bed like done and then you can post it so people see that it actually does look like okay. <laughs> okay. I have to tell you though, when I go to hotels and they always tuck the sheets into the bed, the very first thing, like under the mattress, the very first thing I have to do is pull the sheets out from under the mattress. Because when I go under the sheets and they're tucked into the mattress, I feel like I'm trapped. Is Don't you ever feel like that? You're under the sheets and you're like, you can't move. I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> I'm going to die here. So yeah, well, not to that point because <laughs> I like it looking nice. <laughs> But I do, as soon as I get in bed at night, if I'm tired, I'll forget everything that I've done. And at that point, I'm so tired that, yeah, I will tuck everything out. And then, But in the morning, I do tuck it all back in really nicely. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that was a <laughs> random start to the interview. Guys, I can see a bunch of you watching. If you haven't seen my interviews before, feel free to put any comments or questions below for Cynthia, and I will pass them on. Um, Cynthia, do you want to give us, I've just got your bio here on the email, and I know you know Marissa Butler. Um, I and do. similarly to herself, I read your bio and I'm like, I don't know where to begin. Um, so... <laughs> 25 years old, Chinese, Spanish, and Cuban descent. Born in Cuba, yeah. migrated to USA at the age of five. Like Marissa, magna cum laude. Uh, so obviously intelligent as well. Um, <laughs> when you were 13, so. <laughs> diagnosed with a gastrointestinal tumor. Obviously, you've got your environmental advocacy mm -hmm. and you've got your own business going on for real estate and you're looking at also starting your own company based yeah. on sustainable women's footwear. Acting, been, TV commercials, yeah. soap operas. Okay. <laughs> so do you, do you want to run us through, well, when someone asks you, what do you do? How do you give them the answer? I always just say I'm in business and I am also an actress. That is literally what I do because that is like the, the, the gist of it. Um, but as of actually, Adrian, I'm very proud of now becoming and calling myself like an entrepreneur because it's been in the process. I am working on a sustainable footwear brand and I'm very excited about it. it. I've worked so hard in this. It's all recyclable materials and it's for heels specifically. There's nothing in the market like it. And I'm extremely oh, wow. excited. I haven't promoted it yet and I haven't used it um, under Miss Earth because I feel like it's a project that I work so deliriously and it's so close and near to me that until it's finished and to the perfect, you know, as perfect as it can get and comfortable and it's a brand that I'm very proud about and that I'm building. Um, I've been in this for like a couple of months now back and forth because mm -hmm. my manufacturers are in Italy. So um, I'm working oh, back wow. and forth in between times. Yeah, I'm super excited. I designed the heels myself. I also designed them myself. Um, I did not go to design school, but I do have a love for learning and a curiosity mm -hmm. for knowledge. And it, I'm so excited. I, I am so excited for this to come out. And maybe when it comes out, you can have me on again. And then I can show you guys the design process and go through step by step of how everything came to be. 
Oh, a hundred percent. I'm fascinated. I don't know if you know this, but I'm fascinated with entrepreneurialism. Um, I mean, look, I started this platform four or five years ago, had no idea what I was doing, had no idea what pageants were about. And now, you know, I'm closing in on 300 pageant <laughs> interviews, if you can believe That's it. Or amazing. It's insane. <laughs> it's yeah, insane. Well I, I, in a good way, maybe. <laughs> um, I was going to say perfectionism, as you said, perfectionism and entrepreneurialism sometimes aren't the best two to go together. No. Um, but the the what you just described, so we've got the recyclable materials mm -hmm. and then you've designed it yourself yes, and then you've got people in Italy. Can you just give us an idea as to how much time you spent on this and, and also getting Italian, the, was it difficult getting the Italians on board given that you designed the shoes yourself and they were going to be made from recyclable materials? It wasn't, so I had to, um, they had a list of outsourced, uh, of man, other manufacturers that had like um, availability for these specific type of materials. Because when you work with a specific manufacturers, people don't know that just because you want to use a specific material doesn't necessarily mean they have it. But if, it, if this yeah. is the manufacturer that aligns with your goals, specifically if you're doing anything from sustainable wear, specifically footwear, which is very difficult, and with a heel, it makes it even more complicated because as you could see, mm -hmm. if you look at right now at the market, we have a huge market where now we have sustainable footwear, but it's specifically surrounded sneakers and heels. Yeah. It is extremely difficult because you also want to get that endurance, but you also want to reach that level of comfort. And that's where mm. that's where my hardest line has been in figuring it out. So I did create the designs and the designs um, I have. I'm targeting women specifically from ages like about 15 to late to mid 40s 50s i would say yeah, early 50s could start too that's my main market and i'm very excited because i'm doing sandals and i'm doing heels but it's been very difficult to find that middle ground so to, mm -hmm. i came to my manufacturer and and i had meetings with like a couple of them and then i found one that i specifically in pricing i liked and one that aligned with my vision Number one is knowing your company's mission and what it stands for and what you stand for mm -hmm. as an individual, because you want to make sure that whoever you're doing the business with aligns with those principles, you know, yeah. and, and truly works with you on this project. So for me, that was very important. And that is how I chose my manufacturer. And after that was outsourcing the materials. We're still in that process of finding um, specific materials that I'm, I'm right now on the, on the research and development phase. Well, I already did the research part. I'm in the development phase but there's still a couple of materials that I want to test out before I finally decide which material to go with. So it, it's a little bit more difficult because you do have to outsource the material sometimes from other countries. So it, it is a little bit difficult. So I'll have meetings sure. late and the time zone is completely different, but it is a process. That is the life of an entrepreneur in a nutshell. Um, in terms of designing the shoe itself, and it was I was thinking about this the other day um, because, as you said, you want it to be – it's a heel. Some of them are going to be heels. So, And let's say oh, maybe one day they'll be on a pageant stage, right? So you can, do need them to look a certain way. Yes. You also need them, as you say, to be durable so the heel doesn't fall off. Precisely. But you also need them to look great and be comfortable. So, And you said you hadn't gone to design school. So with all those sort of – different factors in mind where did you start with the design process so with the design process um 
I just kind of started, I literally, it was this simple. I was like, you know, I've been wanting to do this for a long time. I love fashion. That's a huge part of mine. Um, I, I have a master's in business, so I know everything from marketing and business development. That is my forte. So I was like, the part that I'm missing is designing, but I don't want to pay a designer or get a designer. I truly wanted the whole thing to be mine. And, and yeah. even though it would take me longer, I feel like for me, that would be more rewarding at the end. You know, mm. I truly wanted to do the work from scratch. So I spent days like YouTube tutorials, I would trace and I started tracing at first. That's how literally I started because I didn't go to design school. Uh, I've always mm. been creative, but I'm not an artist that draws, you know, amazing Picasso paintings um, or Michelangelo paintings. I can't paint to that level um, and sketching. And sketching is actually pretty difficult. It's not as simple. It's not anybody can just look there and, you know, just sketch something. It, it's a process that you go through. And for me, it was all about practice. I spent an entire, I would say like two months practicing and just sketching. And, you know, oh. little by little practice does make perfect. And for me, that's truly what it worked. I'm by no means a perfect sketcher and I by no means would ever consider myself like an amazing illustrator, but I would consider myself somebody with a passion and a, a dream and an objective and somebody who truly believes in her brand and what she's doing and putting that forth out there. So for me, that was extremely important to truly be a part of the process in every single way that I could. I can't wait. I can't wait for you to release this. Uh, I've heard of a couple of people that I've interviewed releasing um, sustainable swimwear brands, which is great. But I've always just thought no one knows, no one truly understands what we need in a pageant heel better than a pageant girl. Yeah. So for you to be doing that is perfect. And then for it to have the recyclable materials, that eco angle to it, that's just perfect. Um, have you come up with a name that you can disclose yet? Or you don't have to, but I I'm just curious. I do have a name. I do have the name. I don't know if I want to disclose it yet. Um, I do have the name. It's very near and dear. And it's, I, the name is a combination between both of my uh, dog's names. <laughs> oh. oh, now I'm reminded about Marissa. Okay, yes, you're yeah. dog people. Okay, are you as bad Here. a dog, as good as a dog person, as bad, as crazy a dog person as she is? Yes, Marissa and I actually, um, I know Milo, and uh, he's super cute, and Milo looks a lot like my pup, except uh, mine, his name is Bear. <laughs> he's a Bernadoodle and he's he looks like a bear he's huge I would I I could show you a picture he's humongous like he's like 90 pounds but he's the fluffiest thing and then I have the Maltese and her name is Lady so two polar opposites a big dog and a very tiny little white thing who's a little overweight but she's still cute <laughs> I'd be worried that bear would sit on lady like i mean there's just such a massive size <laughs> difference it is the difference is huge and you know there was one point where i was worried at the beginning because but lady is very sassy and she will bark at him and you know bear's very loving completely different personalities too like bear's friendly loving lady's more like sassy very independent don't touch me leave me alone she's also older so it comes with her but since she was little mm -hmm. she was a baby she was and I've had, and I got them both when they were like 30 days, like a month old, they were very tiny. So they've been my, they're my baby. So the name for the company is a combination of both. 
I wonder you and Marissa became friends. It's, it's it's all about the dogs. Marissa literally said when she goes she goes up to strange like strangers yeah. in public, doesn't see them, just talks straight to the dog. And her boyfriend says, maybe you should talk to the person. I'm like, and she said, like what person? I literally didn't see the people. All I saw was the dog. Are you that yeah. bad? I I am that bad too. If you have a cute dog, I'll notice your dog first sometimes. <laughs> oh dear me um <laughs> all right so cynthia what i'm going to do is we'll show a few of the videos that you've put up for uh earth um we'll, we'll start with the eco video because that one was released I, I think it was only a couple of days ago right it's a bit hard yeah. to keep track yeah that was that was bit that was basically like my interview was on tuesday and it was on tuesday Okay, perfect. Um, just before we go to those videos, I'll bring up to date with a comment. So Ralph here has said, hello, Adrian and Cynthia. Aww. Fatima has said, yes, Cuba. Idania has said, beautiful. And I think those are Cuban flags. Cuban she flag, hasn't written yeah. Cuban <laughs> cool, 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 cool. And then Fatima has also written, cool, 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 yeah. cool, cool, cool. Um, Cynthia, just before I show the videos, can you give the audience how you got into the crazy world of pageantry? The brief overview. I lot. I just lost my other headphone. I hope you can hear me. Yep. Perfect. So I got into the crazy world of pageantry because my mother truly believed in me and that I had talent. <laughs> and she, my first pageant was like a local pageant and she just signed me up without, you know, my permission. And then the next day she's like, so I signed you up for a pageant. And I said, what do I have to do? What does that mean? I had no idea what it meant. And, um, yeah, so I it was my first local pageant. I played finalist, and then I got that rush and and that love for being on stage. I've always loved being on stage. I started acting yeah. when I was very young, dancing when I was very young, and it became a part of you know who I was since I was very young. So for me, being on stage and being able to present myself, what I stand for, who I am, raising my voice, using my platform for what I believe in, and and just exemplifying that to such a much larger audience, truly made me fall in love with pageantry and that's why I compete. I remember I was judging when they showed your dancing video. So now I'm you you had the gold wings, didn't you? The, I don't know if they're called I wings, did. but the gold they were amazing. Can I just say having having I watched did. so many videos, when you see a video come on and you just see those colors, it's very very attention grabbing. Yeah. You know, that video was actually shot in Cuba. And I was gonna play the piano originally for my talent competition. And the reason that I didn't was because I wanted it to be in a grand piano. And it was hard, so hard to find a location where I mm. can get a, like a grand piano and play the piece. So then I was like, I just need to come up with my choreography and shoot it. So it ended up turning out well. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do dance. It's another passion of mine, why not? So I put the choreography together, shot it, did it in my country, and I hope everyone enjoyed wow. it. I thought it was amazing. Um, but Thank can we you. just clarify? So obviously you can dance. You play the <laughs> piano as well. I do. I played the piano since I was a little girl. I played it for eight years. Now, I feel like I'm talking to another version of Marissa. It's like Marissa's sister <laughs> or something like this. Like you guys can do so many things, so talented, and you work hard. And it's just like, uh, okay. <laughs> Let's go and um, look at this eco video. Um, you'll still be on screen, Cynthia. Awesome. Um, and then after we've watched it through, you can talk us through what we actually watched. Okay. So awesome. good. let me just bring this up and we'll look at your eco video first. Let me maximize that. 
Here we go. All right, so this is Cynthia's um, eco video uh, for Miss Earth 2021, and we'll watch it through once, and then I'll get Cynthia to talk us through. I am Cynthia Lynette Lau, Miss Earth Cuba 2021. I was born in a beautiful place, encompassed in rich blue oceans, sprawling lush forest areas, and immaculate beaches. That is Cuba, the island I call home. My country's one-of-a-kind nature reserves and untouched wetlands are another draw that never failed to amaze me. Cuba has established several communities and protected areas, such as Parque Nacional de Humboldt in my home province of Holguín and the famous Viñales Valley. Las Terrazas, located within the Artemisa province, dazzles people with its untouched wetlands and never fails to fascinate, while maintaining its position as a legitimate power in the world of promoting solutions reconciling the conservation of biodiversity. The shorelines are saturated with abundant and vibrant coral reefs. Cuba is the only place in the Caribbean with intact coral systems. Today, agriculture is Cuba's largest sector, employing 18% of working men and women. My Cuba is a modern history tale. It is a contagious smile and hospitality of my people that I fell in love with. As a lover of nature, I began my journey for exploration in the island I call home. That journey taught me to appreciate nature's wonders, take care of what we are given and protect it one action at a time. Through my fight against climate change and wildlife conservation, I work with the World Wildlife Fund as a panda ambassador, specifically focusing on reducing the negative impact of human activity on the environment. Being a Greenpeace Global member taught me to embark on a billion acts of courage. We. As a collective unit, are at the forefront of restoring our planet. As an eco-warrior, I have a profound respect and admiration for the world we live in. Therefore, it is my greatest wish to be a part of the legacy toward building a world where humans can live in harmony with nature, our life support system. I am a woman with a purpose and a mission to revitalize our Earth. I am a woman of the Earth. Let me just unmute Cynthia now that we've seen the video. Well, Cynthia, well done. Congratulations. Thank That's you. an amazing video. I love that outfit you're wearing at the end. Let me just actually bring us back on here. Let me get rid of this so people can see <laughs> us. Uh, your outfit at the end, those colors, I can definitely Thank see you. the love of fashion there. But talk us through the video. How did you create it? What was involved? All that. So I, what I really wanted to portray with the eco video was the beauty of my country and the goodness of it, as we all know or probably have seen. Um, Cuba right now is, has undergone through a lot of political issues and different things that perhaps, you know, not everybody feels comfortable speaking of. So I wanted to give my country kind of something to smile about. You know, I wanted them to see something that they could be proud of and and specifically be proud of me, their representative, because we are so much more than just our government. We're so much more than just, you know, what we what the country just has the people are beautiful they're brimming with life you know they they fight hard for their dreams they never give up and that's truly what i wanted to showcase in my ego video i i'm somebody who believes in empowerment deeply and i wanted the, my ego video to empower people to see the beauty of mother nature the beauty mm. in cuba but above that the beauty and the mission of what it is to revitalize our earth and like i said our life support system so the start of the video is me showcasing some of the most beautiful parts of my cuba you know las terrazas which is beautiful they're reconciling themselves as power in the world of biodiversity viñales is one of the most beautiful so spots that you if you go you have to visit it and viñales valley is still so full and so lush and so green which is that as you can see 
and a lot of people visit it actually it's one of the pro ecotourism locations in cuba that i always tell people to experience a lot of the oceans that you saw are from baradero and gallo largo which are two main touristic destinations in cuba and the water is pristine we actually have the most intact coral reef systems in all of the caribbean because they do practice safe fishing practices so it's it's something yeah. actually pretty wonderful our coral reefs are intact which is unheard of for a lot of countries and mm. specifically in the caribbean so i also wanted to showcase my people you know and my favorite part of the whole video is the little girl smiling because it showcases what we as a collective can do and what we can achieve you know and children are the generation you know the younger generations are truly mm. what we are doing this for so that they can live in a world that they can be proud of and for me i actually wanted to showcase that little girl and her big smile because that's what i'm striving for i want to strive and fight for you know a, an environment where we feel proud of where we live and we're not destroying it anymore we're actually being a collective unit to saving it and that's currently what i'm doing and i wanted my eco video my eco video to be a representation of that well i think you accomplished that and i think the 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 point that you raised about um let me just get rid of that for a second. The point that you raised about the people, because I mean, any change that's going, any change that we're going to affect has to start with the people. I mean, you can't Definitely. affect the environment. You can't cause those, all the causes we're passionate about, you can't accomplish any of those without the people. So I love that you put those those faces in there. Um, just give people a rough idea. How long did it take that to create? Because I mean, it looks stunning. How long, like beginning to end, did it take to create that final it took video. me it took me three months to put my eco video together so i started a while back i did not do it quick it was a rough editing process just because i'm not in cuba so it makes it a lot harder for me it was very challenging because i wanted to portray areas in cuba and i wanted it to really showcase what cuba is and because i'm based out of miami and i had to be back and forth and, and putting the eco video together did require a lot of back and forth so for me I truly wanted people to see what Cuba is. And as a representative of Cuba, I feel proud because it hasn't been done before. You know, a lot of the girls, a lot of the Miss Cuba organizations are not based in Cuba. So for me, it yeah. was an honor to truly be the first Cuban candidate to go above and beyond and truly represent her country for what it, for, you know, and the areas for what it is like hmm. you saw in my go video. So it did take longer than, than, Perhaps I could have done if I was there. It took three months yeah. between production, yeah. editing. Just, it was a lot, but I'm so as proud you of it. As you pointed out, you're a perfectionist, so that doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all. Um, <laughs> you'll have to translate this for me. Dania has written una verdadera reina. What a does that queen. mean? <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, just on that note, how many languages do you speak? So I speak fluently Spanish and English, and then I I can come like converse a little bit in French. I studied a semester abroad in France, so I was able to take French classes, and that's something that I absolutely loved. I also studied Mandarin for some time, and and that's a language that's near and dear to me because I am a quarter Chinese. My grandfather was born in China, and I have a lot of ancestors from there. So I do want to be fluent in Mandarin one day. But because I don't have a lot of people here that I can converse with, yeah. it's hard yeah. to maintain the language, especially Mandarin, which is an extremely difficult language to learn. 
So I understand beats and pieces here and there if they talk slow, um, but it's something that I hope one day to be fully fluent in. I, I found the same difficulty trying to learn any sort of Chinese um, because <laughs> it's it's completely different. It's, it's a tonal language. So there's other parts that you need to master in order to be able yeah. to speak it. Um, okay. So four languages. Well, that's not too bad, is it? Um, better than my one. Dania <laughs> is raising the Cuban flag again. Okay. let's. We're going to go over to your Instagram now. Awesome. And we'll have a look at the, the beach wear and then we'll have a look at the casual wear. So we'll do it similar Sounds to last awesome. time. Let's watch it through once and then you can talk us through it. So here we go. If it wants to cooperate, here we go. The um, that's a Miss Earth jingle, isn't it? Woman of the Earth. It is, that, it's I, Woman of the Earth. I've heard that. I've heard that so many times now. It's <laughs> stuck in my head. I was going for a walk <laughs> this morning, and I had that song in my head. It's like, oh no, like it's, it's actually quite a good song, but I don't like it being stuck in my head. Anyway, <laughs> um, why don't you talk us through this shoot? I mean, that color looks stunning. The backdrop looks stunning as well. So talk us through this video. So this video was something that I wanted it to be very fun, playful, creative. I actually took my own drone from here <laughs> to get that. I do own a drone and we were able to get that amazing shot at the end. And um, it, 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 I wanted this to be very fun and beachy. This is actually what I wear um, in terms of beachwear. That's what I wear. I wear a bikini with vibrant colors. And, you know, for me, that's really who I am. I'm a playful girl. I wanted to be smiling, but I also wanted to show a little bit of fierceness and confidence. And I think I I hope that I achieved that because I really felt confident, you know, doing this. And I practiced my catwalk a lot for this video. And, and truly, it became potentially one of my favorite videos. I would say it's probably my mm -hmm. top four favorite videos that I submitted to the competition just because of the color, the vibrance, the trees, yeah. the fun, the play, and it, everything just flew so well that I am so proud of it. And my team did an amazing job. They really did. I could not have done yeah, it without the, them. The, the colors in it uh, are amazing. I mean, you got the bikini, which is obviously is the bright yellow, and then the green, the green and the drone shot, and then even like the blue of the vases and the, the couch and the background. It's all come together super well. And I love the fact that you look like you're enjoying it. This is one of the one of the things I, I look for is when you're shooting a video like this is that the girl actually looks like she's enjoying it. It looks like a very natural smile, not a forced smile. So well done. That looks amazing. Thank you. I'm very excited for this video and when it came out, it just made me very happy. 
All right, let me just remove it for a second. Now we're going to have a look at the casual wear. So let me bring that <laughs> up and then you can talk us through this. Here we go. Okay, so the song again is going to have this song, But the slow mo here, I need to say two things. First off, the slow mo hair flick, where is it? I think it's coming up. That, yeah. that was just like a perfect, like, Hollywood movie director's yeah. cut. Where is it? Where is it? It's coming up. And the boots, like, if I was a girl, I'd want those boots. The boots look stunning. Where's this slow mo hair flick? Has it oh, come and gone? It's anyway. the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll circle back around, but talk us through this video. So the idea for this, I wanted to take a risk. I really did. I I was in between wearing a flowy dress, a casual flowy dress where I could turn in, or I could do knee-high boots with a classic coat that was also elegant, but at the same mm. time casual chic, because they did end up switching from casual wear to casual chic. And the whole point of casual chic is to really have something that is elegant, hence the boots and the coat, but that you can also pair with something that's completely casual, hence the jeans and the shirt. So for me, I really wanted to play with that. And for me, the idea automatically came, I was like, I wanna portray a Hollywood, um, a Hollywood right. feel in the middle of greenery, surrounded by water, but also I wanted to show like runway and play with coats. I really wanted to, you know, take a lot of elements. I wanted to do like the hair flip, because I feel that's so pageantry, but at the same time, I mm -hmm. wanted to, you know, showcase that confidence that I felt wearing this outfit. And I am yeah. so proud of it because I could say that I had a feeling I was like, this is risky, but I'm going to do it because I feel it can turn out really nice. And the colors just mesh so well with the greenery, the, the brown coat with the brown boots, the knee-high brown boots, the black jeans and the white shirt really stood out in between all the greenery. And, you know, mm. they're, they're not vibrant colors, but because the background is so green and there's water and there's color, like okay. it just stood out for me. So for me, this outfit is hands down one of my favorite all time outfits that I've ever put together because it does have like that old Hollywood glam style with the slick back hair. But it's also mm. one of the simpler styles that I have throughout the rest of the competition. So it was very important to me. And I'm very excited with how it turned out. I'm very happy I did take the risk. I mean, it stands out for good reasons because it is different to a lot of the other videos that I saw and, you know, nothing wrong with a beautiful casual dress, but just even the, the outfit leaps out at me because it's not a dress to begin with, but it still looks very chic. That hair flip, I, I could, I, I need to, um, I sometimes create memes. I feel like I need to create a meme, you know, walking into Monday like, you know, one of those oh, memes. Oh, go for just, it. 
I love just it. clip out that that hair flip because I think that'd be spectacular. Um, you sound like you've you gave you've given probably more thought into how you want your final final videos to look than some of the other contestants. Some contestants I know, maybe whether it's with time constraints or like I've interviewed Miss Earth New Zealand, she wasn't able to leave the house. So sometimes I have to do make do with what you can do, especially during COVID. You sound like you had a very, almost a very clear vision from the start and you really drove towards it. Is that fair to say? It is fair to say. Every single production, I chose the outfits, I put the runway together, uh, the choreographies, my coach helped me a little bit, but in terms of outfits mm-hmm. and everything, I chose everything and, and the movements and how the, the videos were edited. That was me behind it. Like I truly put forth what I wanted to showcase and that hair flip had to be there. That was so important to me. I was like, that showcases so much confidence and, and truly it's for the eye capturing moment of the video. And I truly wanted that. I wanted that to be not only a transition, but that moment where like, ooh, okay, this girl's fierce, she's confident, mm-hmm. but she also, you know, knows how to give me sultry, happiness, you know, serious, but at the same time, she's playful. So I wanted to showcase this old Hollywood glam by taking that risk, but at the same time, also just showing that I am just a confident girl, you know, who can just strut the runway also. <laughs> I just keep wanting to watch that hair flick. I mean, you, you, you're talking in such detail about transitions and angles and shooting and things like that. Do you know much about, I mean, obviously you act. Do you know much about film and the editing and the shooting and that side of things as well? I am by no means a professional, but like I always tell you, every time I take on a project, I do like to learn mm. and be a part of the creative process. Not only mm. just be in front of the camera, for me, it's very important to also be in back of it. Every single transition I was a part of, they were my ideas and truly my edit, like the person that helped me edit it and like the person that was uh, videographing, it Mm. was honestly all teamwork. And I would, everything that I wanted them, I would be like, can we please stand here? And when I do this, make sure it's like a slow-mo turn and then, you know, you get a close up and then we do a mid shot. So I, I am aware because of my acting background of the angles, yeah. the transitions, I do have some knowledge of it. Again, by no means am I a professional in that sense, but I did plan this out. This was something that I did plan out and I'm very yeah. happy with it. I'm very happy and proud of myself that it turned out the way it did. So thank you for acknowledging yeah. it. Well, I'm just saying that because I have a beginner's knowledge of videography and editing, obviously, as well. And, you know, I I know enough to know that a video like this doesn't just come together by happenstance. You can't fluke video like this. So I just wanted to check because I'm like, if you just went somewhere, shot this in one go and like, oh, yeah, that looks pretty good. I'd be insanely jealous. So I'm glad to hear that there was a bit (laughs) more, a lot more thought that went into it. Um, How long did this video take to put together? That video, we shot that video actually in like half a day because we did yeah. have the angles, the transitions. And then the editing actually was pretty fast. Um, they get, mm-hmm. like we worked it in about a week. So this was one, one of the quickest videos, actually. The ego video took the longest because it encompasses yeah. the most amount of information. But this video was actually a week of editing. Right. Okay. That that's a that's a decent turnaround. Um, Very. I normally easy, yeah. save this and until the end, but since you know you've obviously had a team supporting you through all of this, uh, 
I'm just going to give you a chance. If you want to give a shout out to the team that's been supporting you, I'll put up here we go shout outs. So if you just Definitely. want to go for and give a shout out to your team for helping you yeah. do this and all the things behind the scenes as well. I am so excited. My mother was a huge part of my entire process and she's been my number one supporter. So I definitely want to shout her out there. My makeup artist, Ruth, she's amazing. She's Dominican. She's full of energy, full of heart. She always brought that smile to face. She's also fierce and has the biggest red hair on the planet, which I love. My, um, my photographer, Leo, has been in every shoot, which is amazing. All the photographs you see in my Instagram has actually been the same photographer that I've used under the Mosquito organization. And he's been part of that, which is amazing. <clears throat> and then I had two videographers help me with this. I had Marquez Films, which he's amazing. He does the editing, the production himself. And then I had Green Valley Productions. And they're a team of husband and wife who have actually been close family friends for a long time. And as soon as they heard I was competing for Mr. Earth, they were like, we wanna be a part of your journey. So that was a huge help and they ended up joining my team and, and I couldn't say no to them. Honestly, I could not say no to them. Well, why would you want to say no to I them know. given how everything has turned out? I'd say that's, that's worked out pretty well for you. Um, Cynthia, just before we head to the final 10 questions, why don't you give us an idea outside of pageantry? And obviously this would have been a huge part of your life for the last few months at least outside of pageantry what keeps you busy what do you like to do so outside of pageantry i'm usually either investing learning something new traveling i am such a travel and experiencing new experiencing new things of a person i'm, a, I'm an adventurer i'm a risk taker i think that comes now with my entrepreneurial my new entrepreneurial mm -hmm. spirit um, so I do have a love for business in general. Aside from that, I'm also in a lot of philanthropic work involving cancer research and environmental awareness. Um, I work with the Make-A-Wish Foundation, the American Cancer Society. I'm an ambassador for the Wildlife Fund. I'm a member of, the, of Global Peace member. I'm a Global Green Peace member as well. And then I also have my own project that I created. It's called the EcoPact Initiative. And aside from that, I spend time with family and friends. I'm dancing in the car. I'm singing in my shower. I'm, you know, I'm just a regular girl, essentially. You see me here and what you see is what you get with me. There is no ifs, there's no buts. It's a girl who has had her trials and tribulations. And, and you know, she's very simple. Most of my days, if I'm not shooting or anything, I try not to wear makeup. I per actually prefer it. And um, yeah. I'm very relaxed, very laid back, and just truly always smiling and happy. <laughs> you don't sound like you'd have any free time. No. <laughs> <laughs> you had to think about that one. No, no, no. Honestly, the last couple of months have been extremely hectic and busy, but in a good way. And I am so grateful for that. Um, I think keeping busy and learning something new, I can't sit still. That's another quirk that I have because I'm always doing something. So just sitting back and relaxing for me is so rare. Oh, <laughs> I have I'm, to be like just on vacation or something because or else I can't. <laughs> I'm amazed it's taken you this long to get into entrepreneurialism, just given the personality of the person you've described. It seems like starting I, your own business would suit you down to the T. That's what my boyfriend says and my mom says. She's like, it's about time. You know, I had actually gotten into medical school. I got into medical school 
and um i was i had always gotten into medical, like i had always wanted to be a doctor growing up and 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 then i was a two-time cancer survivor and i went through cancer and i was like you know this i can help people by being a doctor and and i always took yeah. that mission i got into nyu and um and then i went and competed in Ms. intercontinental in the philippines and i came back and i was like you know i have a love for creating things you know my the creative side of me because i'm such a creative individual from a young age that yeah. side couldn't you know as a doctor as a medical doctor you have to be so analytical and and logical yeah. in a lot of ways and i didn't want to let my creativity go and as a doctor you sacrifice a lot and that's something i grew up in hospitals for quite a couple of years so i was like you know sure. i could do so much more and there are other ways that i was involved and and i realized that was so empowering and and so beautiful for me so I sadly turned down medical school <laughs> and I said I declined and I ended up going for my master's instead of business. And I do not regret my decision. Honor the doctors and, and I think they're amazing people. And I come from a family of doctors. My uncles are doctors. My dad's a doctor. And I applaud them every single day. Doctors saved mm. my life. And but I will keep helping and doing my work in different ways. Uh, there aren't many people who can say they've turned down medical school. That's um, that's an interesting <laughs> that's an interesting yeah. footnote. Interesting fact. Yeah. Interesting yeah. fact about me. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Well, we've done the shout outs. Um, I, I guess final question before we head to the final ten questions: If you were lucky enough to take the crown, the Miss Earth crown. What would you like to do with it? What sort of plans do you have with the crown? As a World Wildlife Ambassador and Greenpeace Global Member, I developed my project called the Eco Pact Initiative, which is so special and near and dear to me. It focuses on promoting environmental social justice and raising awareness, increasing that awareness by partnering with organizations, individuals, government entities to truly bring forth actions that are needed to take currently and the current stands that our, our environment is at. And we and through those actions, we can revitalize our Mother Earth. So I think as Miss Earth, I would truly wanna use that platform on a bigger level to truly put mm -hmm. forth the Eco Pact. You know, I have a plan and I have a dream that through my Eco Pact, we're actually gonna see those changes. Because the cool thing about this, Adrian, is that, you know, I feel like when you touch somebody with a personal story, because not even though people know about it, you might not be passionate about, you know, the environment, climate change and and plastic pollution as I am. You might not hmm. have that specific connection that I have towards it. And that's what's so cool about the Eco Pact is that I talk to you through personal experiences of what you've been through and I help you identify what's so near and dear to you and why it's so important. And usually when you hit those points in people and, yeah. and you help them figure that out, it's just something it's like an action that creates this reaction and it's a domino effect where they all of a sudden realize this is important and now because they're passionate about that one thing or that moment in life that they remembered or that significant impact that their personal story or their friend went through you know or they mm. whether it's something personal to them or just something they're working towards if you find that personal thing in whatever area of philanthropy it is and in my case, specifically related to environmental issues, you find that you're going to get the action you need from people. And that's the secret. That's the secret sauce. Like I say, you know, when I go and say that's the secret sauce to truly getting people to start 
creating those changes that we need. Because we talk about changes. We always say, oh, we need the changes. We need the changes. But how do we get those changes? Talking yeah. is not enough. Point, case in point, it's not enough for me to talk to you. Because you will have your opinions, and I respect that. But what I really want is for you to find some sort of remnants in you where you're like, you know what? I could do that. That's something I could do and identify mm. with. And once you identify with that cause or that certain action, or say like somebody, say like somebody lost a family member to cancer or a significant illness, or perhaps they don't feel healthy. That's a perfect way to talk to them and say, what is one yeah. small action that you can do to help our earth? Easy way to start promoting sustainability. And that is truly yeah. what the Eco Pact is, you know? And the bigger audience that the people have, so if it's a government entity, obviously we have the power to create that action at a way bigger level. And if it's an individual, then you start small. But you definitely need that secret sauce that I mentioned and what I told you that that, that that's what's going to get people to truly like move and create what we need to truly help our life support system. Mm. I mean, it's almost um, marketing. I mean, I completely agree with what you just said. It's almost marketing 101. Um, yeah. I, I've been listening, reading a book, but I don't even know Simon Sinek. He has a book um, that's called Start With Why. And the whole idea is um, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And there's exactly. an old in marketing as well, which is facts tell, but stories sell which is one of the reasons that I love doing interviews. It's not to find out all the facts because I can find those out myself, right? And we all know the facts around climate change, plastic, et cetera. Precisely. But if you don't tell a story behind it, then the people who aren't motivated to do anything, you're not going to be able to get them on board. And I think that's a very important point you raise because, yes, you have your advocacy. All the girls have their advocacies. Pageantry as a whole, all the girls have their advocacies. But if you can't actually affect real change by talking to people and getting them on board – then it's kind of, you know, you just blend into the background or what's the point. So I completely agree with you. Um, that sounds amazing. Okay. All right. All right. So let's go through these final 10 questions. Let's and guys it. watching, if you have any more questions or messages for Cynthia, put them in now and I will circle round back to them at the end. Okay, it's not rapid fire, but if you want to go through rapid fire, you can. So <laughs> question one, what is your favorite word? Perseverance. Question two, what is your least favorite word? Dishonesty. In life, what gets you excited or what turns you on? Creativity. What turns you off? Hypocrisy. What sound or noise do you love? The ocean. What sound or noise do you hate? Oh, this is a good one. Screaming. If you could have any one superpower, what would you pick and why? The power to read people's minds. And that is because I am somebody who truly believes in what she does. And I feel like if I can read into people's minds, then I know that trigger to get them, you know, motivated and into action quicker. It's kind of like a cheat sheet. So I think it'd be really fun. What job or occupation other than your own would you most like to attempt? I would love to be like an astronaut. I think that'd be so fun. 
and so like you know it just be such out of the box and because I've had so many medical issues I probably don't qualify in the past you know but I think it'd be something out of my comfort zone but truly something so magical to experience the world outside of our current earth I think seeing is believing but since we don't know what's outside of space aside from what science tells us mm. I think that would be a huge challenge I would put upon myself what job would you definitely not like to attempt? Ooh. That's a tough one. Uh, there's never been a job that was like, hmm, I wouldn't like to do that. There's a lot of jobs I would love to do. That's a hard one, Adrian. Let me see. That's a hard one. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm such a... I'm such a person that truly, you know, like to try everything. Can we come back to that one? Mm. Well, <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. You're not the only person who's struggled with that question because there are some people who yeah. are willing to give anything a go. I will yeah. tell you the most common answer to that question is normally something to do with garbage. The number of people who don't want to deal with garbage or be a garbage person or deal with sewage, that's the most common answer. I mean, if yeah. I had to do it out of necessity for whatever reason, you know, I would. But I don't know. There's never been a job where I'm like, I would never do that, you know, truly. Yeah. So yeah. maybe Simi I don't know. I'd have to yeah. think about it. Similarly to, to myself. It. Well, yeah. we have one more question. So if an answer <laughs> pops into your head, you can come back to it. If not, that's all awesome. good. But final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates. Cancer has been eradicated and people are actually taking actions to help our world. Well, hopefully that happens long before you end up in heaven. But um, <laughs> Cynthia, that's, that's about it. Thank you so much for your time. No, thank you for having me. This is absolutely amazing. I am so honored. I had so much fun. And I hope everybody gets to learn a little bit about me and my quirks. I told you guys so many things I was not planning to say. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, I feel comfortable and very happy to be here. You made me truly feel at home. And I think that's so important in an interview, you know. So for me, I am beyond blessed, thankful for this opportunity. Thank you to everybody supporting me. And thank you, Adrian, for having me on. Absolutely. Um, just before we hang up, if you want to go and give Cynthia a follow, let me just put it up on screen so people can actually have a look. My internet's being slow. So share screen. So you can go and follow Cynthia on at Cynthia Lynette. There you go. Public figure, real estate, actress, travel. That's a lot of things in your bio there. Wow. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the website there as well. Um, let's circle around to the comments one last time. So Ralph has said, best of luck in the preliminary long gown uh, competition tomorrow. That's right. That's tomorrow. And I am so excited. I hope everybody likes I, my dress and the video. After watching all your videos now, I'm excited to see it too. Uh, Dania has written something that I don't know, but it looks like super – Love, I love you, you something yeah okay yeah. Oh, <laughs> i got that little bit of that a spectacular miss cuba cuban flag see you in january cynthia is that at miss earth usa 
Yes. So Ralph has been a great support system. He's been supporting me um, along with some other contestants. And he's been such a great support system and a good friend, has become a very good friend. Um, And he invited me to Miss Earth USA this year. And I have a good friend of mine competing for the Miss Rhode Island USA title. So I would love to go and, you know, and I want to go one to support her and also to see Marissa turn in her crown. That'd be that'd be fun and a good experience. Perfect. Can't believe we're actually turning over crowns already. It's like after two years Ooh. of Corona where nothing happened and then now suddenly I everything's know. happened within the space of a few months. So um, when I give mine up, time. I'm going to be so sad. <laughs> it's a good time to be a pageant fan. Uh, final comment. Eliana yeah. has written, I don't know what that means. La, la mejor. That's best. La, me- la mejor. Oh, That's there best. you go. <laughs> la mejor. I can't roll my R's. So whilst I go away to work on that, thank you again, Cynthia, for your time. As I said, I'll keep you on the line for just a second whilst I hang up with the audience. Thanks to everyone for watching, whether it's live or on the replay, and we will speak to you next time. Bye for now. Yeah. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for watching. Sorority Access is now open. So if you'd like to join an amazing group of women and learn how to be the most powerful, confident, and impactful queen possible, head to thepageantsorority.com. I'll see you there and see you in the next video.